Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another version of Bill Roten on Sports Bros Pod here in Harlem, USA. We're at Chocolat Restaurant, Harlem, USA. Took a little break, but we're back and uh, here with a familiar crew with uh, my friend, great Hulk co-host Jamal Murphy. Murph. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm known as Murph, J. Murph sometimes, J. but Murph, glad to be back at uh, Chocolat Restaurant. And we're here with a very special guest, um, particularly given the issue that we're going to be talking about. Uh, our guest is Kyle Dudley. Kyle Dudley is the assistant basketball coach, men's basketball coach at Middlebury College, uh, going on his second season. Fourth season. I'm sorry. Going Who's on, counting? <laughs> going on his, wow, going on his fourth season. Yikes, when you're having fun. Kyle Dudley's going on his fourth season uh, as the assistant uh, basketball coach at uh, Middlebury College. And where well, he played. You know, Kyle Kyle was a, um, you know, was a big-time player at Middlebury. He, he, uh, he started uh, junior and senior year. And uh, he basically, as he reminds us, he led, he basically, he and, uh, his class turned Middlebury around, right? Uh, turned them into winners. Um, yes, we we did win the first conference championship in school history during my senior year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say it loud. And uh, we, we've had a lot of success since then, and um, it's uh, it's great to be there. We just won the conference championship again last season, my first as as the associate head coach at Middlebury. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back on, on the podcast. I know you guys had me on earlier in the summer to, oh, d- yes. talk, right. to talk yes. some yes, NBA did. finals. And uh, right. this is my second appearance on the, on the podcast. He did well, right? He, <laughs> I mean, he's back. He's back. There's a long line of people. There's a long line of people. You know, you know. That's right. Yeah, I, I did predict the Warriors to win that series, though. So, uh, but, but who? Well, so did I. Let's forget. So did I. Yeah, well, you know what? They choked. What are you going to do, man? Yeah. You, it was a good prediction. It's not your fault they choked. Of course, I predicted Cleveland all the way like i think i may have predicted cleveland in uh like january or something right yeah anyway okay yeah. and uh we're with uh kevin our sound our sound person our sound engineer kevin thank you for joining us uh, thank you for having me yeah and that's gonna be the last you hear for kevin because he's gonna be focused he's very right? busy he's gonna be focused on the soundboard yes, making indeed. sure the yes, uh indeed. and then of course you can't see them uh but he over to my right uh professor young chang young who is, uh, keeps educating them, and, yes. and it's by the by the by the droves, right? just turning it. These brilliant, and of course, Raisa Kelly, the great Raisa Kelly, uh, kind of bringing this to you live and in color. She doesn't like to be okay, but you know we're gonna we're working on Raisa, man. Before right, right. before we finish with her, she's gonna be like Ali, you know, like <laughs> I am the greatest. <laughs> anyway, hey, hey um, it's great to have everybody here, and you know it's it's, it's amazing, man, that. Here it is, almost what? Almost four weeks after uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick did his first sit down during the national anthem, and we are still talking about it. People are still going nuts about this. And you know, one of the reasons, Kyle, that I um, thought about you is because you know you, you you look at this through a lot of different uh, lenses. A as a, as a black man, but also as a as a former player. But now as an assistant coach, so you wear these kind of three hats. And, um, you know, I was wondering just sort of what your thoughts are about this, keeping in mind that you do want to be a head coach one day. Uh, but no. Right, right. Make sure you censor yourself. <laughs> That's right, yeah, because yeah, we certainly won't. <laughs> but no, but seriously, what, what, what are just some of the thoughts, things that have been going through your mind? 
Yeah, well, as a player, as an assistant coach, the last 10 or 12 years um, since, well, since I started playing, um, you know, in high school, where the the national anthem, we played it before every game. Um, you know, I've always stood for our, for our national anthem, um, inc- including every game uh, last season. Um, and I've kind of thought about why why we do that. Um, I always thought it was because you had to. <laughs> right, right. Well, what else are gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 so it's so embodied in our culture that we would just do it and 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 not think about it. You would never think about the why. Like right. you, it's just everyone did it. Everyone, all the fans did it. Everyone in the stadium did it. Right. So so you did it. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please, please rise and take off your caps. That's the thing that always pissed me off. Right. Please rise, take off your caps, put your hand over your heart right. while so-and-so and so-and-so right. sings the national anthem. Right. right. And, and you then, never th- right. then you leave, get pulled over by the cops and beat up sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. But the same cop, well, let's. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I always thought that we're doing it to – honor our military for to honor those who are serving our country um and and i thought that's why we did it um but just to sort of shift to colin kaepernick i completely support what he's doing i support the cause that he stands for um i i agree that we need more discussions about issues of race um about the treatment of people of color in this country um and and other issues as well i mean inclusion uh racism lgbtq issues we we need to start having more meaningful conversations with our colleagues with our friends with our student athletes um about these issues but you know i i guess the thing jamal we i mean we've been going over we this like about our third time right? right our shot at this but yet it kind of why do you think that is so persistent i mean it, it, there have been a lot of issues we've dealt with, and it's lasted for, you know, like a day, two days, until the next game. But this thing really is cutting deep. You know, um, uh, I was on the sports reporters recently and did my thing, and of course, you couldn't imagine the response. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I some people actually. loved it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, but some people, you know, the first one response is, "Yeah, Bill, you know, we love you." The next one, what a jerk, <laughs> you know. But why, why, Jamal? Why do you think that this is so? Uh, this is such a persistent issue. We just keep going on and on and on. Well, one, I think it's the culmination of things. I mean, we've had so many instances happen recently. Uh, the the advent of the camera phone. First mm. of all, real instances where where police brutality is caught on tape. It's happening more and more because of technology. Um, and then more recently. In terms of the, in terms of sports, uh, people speaking out, uh, Carmelo, the ESPYS, uh, so you have it's it's kind of the culture. WNBA can't forget them. They right. probably they probably took the biggest stand out of anybody in sports so far. So this is it's almost a culmination of things coming coming on here. And then so now, Kaepernick does and Kaepernick. Don't forget, we're talking about the NFL now. And the NFL, as we talked about, is king. So to me, that's the way I looked at it, is, you know, NBA players can do it. I mean, r- racist people probably don't even want to watch the NBA. It probably sickens them. <laughs> they're watching you know? it. But remember the, um, 
the and remember uh, Obama weighed in, and you're going to tell us a little right. bit about that. Right. Uh, but remember though, the NBA when they did their thing, and, and Kyle, remember I want to I want I want you to complete your thought because I want to also ask you not just as a player, but now as a, as assistant coach. But remember. You know, when, 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 when Carmelo and uh, Chris Paul, it was a very controlled setting. Right. It was ESPYs. Right. Everybody knew. In fact, you know, somebody, I think, wrote the script for him. And it was very, it was fine. And it was nice, but it was a scripted program. Right. Nobody, there was no outrage. Right. There was no outrage. This, you know, you know, he, he stepped outside the box on this one. Well, it's the flag, too. It's the flag and the anthem and, and what this represents and all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but I mean, a lot of people think or hold the view, and I never did, you know, never, I never really associated the flag or the national anthem directly with the military. I associated with the United States of America, the country, and everything involved in it. But a lot of people want to just focus in on the military and, oh, if you, if you disagree, then you don't support the troops, and how, could you, how dare you not stand for the national anthem, or you're not supporting the troops, or it's almost like, you know, you want your troops to, to die overseas because you because you disagree with something. So to me, it's it's just it's a few different you know angles. I think it's the football. I think it's the national anthem itself. The flag is part of the national anthem. All that stuff. And the anthem celebrates war. I mean, I think that maybe if you go by if you go line by line and actually read every single line, it's about war. It's right. a, it's a, it's a, our theme song. It's almost like it's war. It's the war eagle. Uh, the bombs bursting in air, the rockets red glare, and you know, you know, you know. I mean, it's it's really celebrating war. Now, somebody says tr- celebrating triumph, but it's celebrating war. But right. let me let me ask you something, though, uh, Kyle. I, I, well, what, you're going to volunteer, but I think my question is much better than wh- whatever you're going to say. No, what were you? you <laughs> no, what, what were you going to say to him? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, I just sort of wanted to, um, um, you know, respond to what you guys, you know, have said. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I always thought that it was because you were honoring the military and just like, you know, Jamal just said, just because you maybe don't stand for the flag doesn't mean you're against the military. It doesn't have to be one or the other, but I've been fascinated with the, um, the veterans for Kaepernick movement. Have you guys heard about that? With, With all the veterans who have come out in support of Kaepernick and talking about how they... They fight and, and they sacrifice their, their lives for his right to sit or to stand and, and not, you know, to just stand up and, 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 and honor the flag. So I was, I was really fascinated by that. And, and, that's, and, and that's why I, I've, I've really changed sort of my view a little bit of how, but how, I look, how I look at it because, again, I always thought it was about honoring the military the, and all these veterans are saying – you know, you you should feel that you can stand or sit because we fight to protect that right. Yeah. Well, even that, though, I mean, I mean, you know, I remember a lot of friends from the Vietnam War. Even that, I mean, why are, you know, you ask, well, why are we fighting? Right. Are we fighting for that, or are we fighting because every empire has to expand and take other country stuff? Right. So that we can, so that it, the empire can expand. I mean, right. that's kind of. That's that's how empires continue to exist by expanding and taking over other people's material, raw materials, and expanding and expanding and expand. Right. That's why you're. Fi- right, I mean, yeah. that's why you're fighting. So you control yeah. the price of rice and you can get other people's stuff. I mean, the, 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 you know, one of the reasons why the Roman Empire began to tumble is not because you know, there was some kind of come to Jesus moment where they morale is because the empire stopped expanding. 
Right. And all of a sudden, all those slaves you were getting from everywhere, they stopped coming. All the animals you were getting from all of a sudden, all these resources that you were getting because you were expanding stopped. The empire stopped expanding. And, you know, so some, if you're in a foxhole thinking about this, what the hell am I here fighting for? But, uh, but, it, but again, it's, it's uh, and I'm not, well, it's a little too late for that. But let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> but one of the things I want to ask you, though, this gets to be more of a practical matter. Um, you're now an assistant coach, you know, uh, and you have kids. Uh, what's what Trump does does who do they represent? Do they represent Middlebury College first, the team, the coaching staff? Uh, does that does that Trump whatever constitutional rights they've got to sit down on the floor and not stand up? I mean. How do you balance that? Like you're getting ready to come into a new season, and invariably there be maybe some kids who say, you know, because this stuff is Jamal. This stuff is spreading. You know, this stuff is spreading as it should. Yeah, it should. Well, to me, it, my personal opinion, yeah, I think it should spread. And, but I, yeah, I think the question, you know, if, if you are you are a coach, what do you think about that? You, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's a great question. With now, NCAA coaches having to think about and players having to think about yeah who do you represent do you mm -hmm. represent the college first and do you need to find out okay this is the college's policy on this issue and i need i need to figure that out because i you know i don't want to get suspended but then i i want to exercise my 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 first amendment rights so i mean i think as a coach um first of all i, I think i need to have a conversation with um, you know, other coaches, our athletic director, and just sort of have a conversation about it. And I think we need to determine that if players want to sit or kneel during the national anthem, that they should be supported. But in, at the same time, you can still encourage the student athletes to stand for the to, to to stand for the flag and for the national anthem. But it should be their right to choose. And I, I think that that's important and that probably a lot of athletic directors and coaches need to be having that conversation so that everyone's on the same page and that, that the players feel welcome to exercise a First Amendment right, but also keeping in mind, uh, you know, w what the, the college stands for. Yeah, but I, I think the college, if there's any place that supposedly values free speech and free thinking, really, free thinking, it's college. Uh, so not, not college football. Well, no, I'm just saying college, <laughs> right, college. Right, right. And if, if <laughs> right, they want to keep playing, if they want to keep, you know, calling themselves college, you know, student athletes, or it's college football, it's college basketball, I don't, you know, some, there's, you can't, you cannot, in, out in the open at least, stifle uh, that free thought. So if, if kids want, you know, want to kneel down, I, I think college is the it's really the place to do it. That's where protests is right. is at its highest. Right. So I'm, I'm, but if you think to me now, I could be wrong. If you think the players at Alabama with, no. with with Nick Saban no, no. are going to, I mean, I could and Auburn, right. and Clemson, right. and all them places, man. I mean, brothers, I mean, he's seven, eight, seven, eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old guys, and I, I could be wrong. I could be right. thinking as a stereotype, but right, right. my stereotype is that. These the college coaches are bullies. Right. Do you think Coach K, Coach Mike Shashevsky bullied when when the Olympics were in China, and LeBron James and them, you know, people were asking them to to make statements about um, the human rights issues 
in China. And LeBron said, I'm going to study it. Krzyzewski, you know, like bullied them, you know, bullied them into not saying anything, right. you know. They can't it, bully him now. Well, well. <laughs> that was when he was younger. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. So do right. those guys, particularly college coaches, are bullies. Right. I they're, agree. they're dictators and they're bullies. Right. And I'm wondering if, and I'm, I'm even wondering uh, even if at HBCUs, you know, where I know when I was at Morgan, uh, they played the uh, Negro National Anthem first. <laughs> and then they played. The, but though in fact, back in the day, they didn't even play the National Anthem. We just played football. But right. the last time I was at Morgan, they played the Negro National Anthem first. Right. Then they played the National Anthem, which I thought was very cool. Right. right. <laughs> but Jamal, you were looking at something um, that. Uh, well, you know, Obama. And, and you talk about the, the story not going away. I mean, this is a, this is this will probably add about a, a week or two to it in itself, and that's Obama uh, spoke out on the issue. He was speaking at a news conference in China after the Group t- uh, Twenty Summit, and we have some audio uh, of Obama basically showing support for Kaepernick. I think he cares about uh, some real, legitimate issues that have to be talked about, um, and you know, if nothing else, what he's done is he's generated. Uh, you know, more conversation around some topics that need to be talked about. Uh, so, uh, again, I haven't been paying close attention to it, uh, but you've heard me talk about in the past the need for us to have an active citizenry. Um, you know, sometimes that's messy and controversial and it gets people angry and frustrated, but I'd rather have young people who are engaged in the argument and trying to think through uh, how they can be part of our democratic process than people who are just sitting on the sidelines and not uh, not paying attention at all. Yeah, you're, you're right, Jamal. That's going to add probably about another, you know, two weeks to the conversation. The right. people already hated him. Right, and, and, and thank God it's his second term, or he might not have said that. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. He can just say <laughs> the and, last few months of his second term, right. Right. and in China on top right, of it. Right. I'm sure, they were probably happy to hear that. You know, but I think I think also another reason that I mean, obviously, the, the president of the United States speaking on the issue um, is going to extend it for two weeks. But you know, obviously, in the, just in the last was it last week or so, we've seen. Um, was it three athletes right. join Kaepernick in solidarity with with this issue? We we saw his teammate Eric Reed, we saw Seahawks defensive back Jeremy Lane, and we saw um, United States women's national team star Megan Rapinoe, who you know has 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 gotten a lot of success wearing red, white, and blue, um, you know, in the Olympics and in the World Cup. You know, we saw her come out yesterday um, with support. Um, for Kaepernick as well. Could you can you read? Uh, um, yeah. Kyle, could you read what she uh, uh, read her statement? Yes. Okay. Here, here's what Megan Rapino had to say. I think it's actually pretty disgusting the way he was treated and the way that a lot of the media has covered it, made it about something that that it absolutely isn't. We need to have more thoughtful, two-sided conversation about racial issues in this country. Being a gay American. I know what it means to look at that flag and not have it protect all of your liberties. The gesture was something small that I could do and something that that I plan to keep doing in the future and hopefully spark some meaningful conversation around it. 
it's important to have white people stand in support of people of color on this. We don't need to be the leading voice, of course, but standing in support of them is something that's really powerful. And then at the end of the game, she just tweeted, uh, keep the conversation going. Right. right. And I wonder how much longer she's going to be. At exactly. And I've heard, I've heard that there are you know, calls for her to be uh, kicked off the team already. Uh, you know, it's not – it's predictable. Mm. And, you know, I mean, people are – you know, trust me. Uh, now, I, I talked to a friend of mine who works for a professional organization, and there are discussions now with presidents of t owners of teams. Because like you were saying, you guys are going to have discussions about it. I'm sure all around the country – People are going to have discussions about what are we going to do when players start standing up. And I'm really fascinated with colleges. Like like you were saying, Jamal, that's where that's that's where you're supposed to have dissent. I'm fascinated. Well, you particularly in on these football programs, we have all these brothers who are like you know 90 percent of the team are, are you know are young black men. Uh, are people going to begin to follow suit? Right. Is there going to be a clash? You know, as coaches trying to intimidate them, right. and then these guys kind of stand. What are you going to do? Fire everybody? Right. And what are you going to do? Not have a team? Right. What are you going to do? Not finish top three in the SEC, That's Alabama? Right. That's right. Because the whole, you know, I was watching the the game, one of the games uh, over the first weekend on Saturday. I think it was I think it was Texas, Notre Dame. Texas is coming out onto the field, and I just see all black kids. I see all brothers coming out there. I'm like, wow, like 80%. Okay, so if if half those guys knelt, you know, took a knee during during the anthem, what are they going to do? They're not going to do anything. And I and you talk about owners uh, having a discussion about this, coaches having a discussion, uh, college presidents having a discussion. I still don't understand what the what's the what the big deal is. You know, if so let's say half the people kneeled, half the people stood. Guess what? The game's going to start on time. Guess what? It's going to be entertaining. Guess what? All these people are not automatically going to stop rooting for their team. I guarantee you that. Of course not. In fact, in fact, if if Kaepernick, if what's the name goes down or plays horribly, uh, Blaine Gabbard, which both are probably going to happen. He's probably going to play horrible and he's probably going to go down. <laughs> Kaepernick steps in and trust me, if he plays the way I think he's capable of playing, right. all of a sudden, wow, you know, it wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the hell, just a couple, few, you know, few sit downs, a few kneels. Take a right. knee. They're gonna, take a knee. Right. <laughs> take a right. knee. Hey, we, you know, I know our sound engineer, Kevin, over here has been very focused on the board. But, you know, Kevin is our honorary soul, brother. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, but you, you're a sports guy and all that. I'm just curious. What do you. Yeah, do you do you have any deep seated feelings or issues about about this? Well, I personally I really respect what he's doing because like I've been seeing a lot of people say on the internet, let's not get lost in what he's doing so much as what he's doing it for. You know, even if you take it disrespectful, if you're a real patriot, it's still about a bigger issue that is affecting a lot of Americans, black and white, but particularly black. And I think he's doing a, the right thing. Personally. Right, and to me, it's it, I, I I just can't with this issue. It's just it, it, to me, it's complete bullshit, okay? Because he's complaining about an issue. We all know that these issues exist. If you didn't, you know, that's a, another more of a reason for, <laughs> right, for him exactly. to take a knee. And the Trump, 
the Trump campaign is a whole campaign built on what's not great about America. And we don't, we're not telling them, you know, we're not screaming at them saying, you're, oh, what about the troops? You know, yeah, what are right, you talking right, about? Right, you don't right. love the troops. People are saying the same thing. They're a problem. This country is not perfect and, and will never be perfect. But the point is that you want it to become a better place for everybody. And everybody knows that in the history of this country, I mean, listen, beginning in the, in, in the Revolutionary War, I mean, there are people who blew up, you know, set a ship on fire and blew up a ship. And, and I'm sure the majority of people, it was, oh, man, don't start anything with, with England. Come right. on, man, we, we right. kind of good here. But you have a small group of people who are saying, F that, you know, no, rep- no taxation without representation, and we're going we're gonna to take this shit down. Right. You know? So I it's mean, just it's straight up right. hypocrisy right. At, its, at its core. It's, right. it's just hypocrisy. Because if you, if you have a problem... If, you know, someone, you know, if a uh, a fan who thinks a certain way, you know, right wing Christian has a problem, they're going to express it, too. Right. So but right. they're not going to be, you know, called. You know, they're not gonna, no one's going to tell them to go back to Africa right. or go back to whatever country you came from. We all came from different countries. Period. Right. 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 Um, lastly, we're going to take a quick break. But I'm curious. We use this word patriotism a lot. Everybody says, oh, this me. Oh, we got. Oh, cool. Uh, we got a little group here going to give us their <laughs> opinion. Um, but we talk a lot about uh, patriotism. And the question is, what does patriotism mean? I mean, we say these words like patriotism. Well, what the fuck does that mean? What, you know, it, there, there are four of us sitting here. Jamal, uh, Jamal, who's maybe not 40 or maybe, you're, you know, however old you are. Yeah, around, around then. Around around there, there, yeah. Kyle, who's, you know, a little younger, right? Uh, Kevin, who's probably... 20s, right? In the 20s, I'm younger than springtime. <laughs> but you know, the, but the point is, um, what does patriotism really mean to everybody? Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a little break. We've got a few people here. They were eating here at Chocolate Restaurant, and I told them that before they left, I want them to kind of step in and join our conversation because I'm curious to feel what people think about this. So we're going to be take a real quick break, and we'll we'll be back. Uh, Roden's, uh, Bill Roden on sports here at Harlem, USA, Chocolat, with co-host Jamal Murphy and with our guest Kyle Dudley. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll be right back in two seconds. Hello, everyone. We're back in Harlem, USA. I'm Bill Roden on sports here with Jamal Murphy, the great Murph. Murph, do you mind? I mean, can no, I call I mean, you Murph? People have been calling me Murph my whole life. Oh, is that right? It's just what it comes with, the pro, you know, the name. I don't know Murph. what to do. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> Murph. And uh, Kyle Dudley's still here. Uh, Good to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. And, of course, you know, before we left, uh, we're here at Chocolat Restaurant. And... Um, there are a lot of people who are eating dinner here, um, and you know they heard what we were talking about. And people, you know, everybody wants to weigh in on this from far and near. And a few people have dropped in; uh, they want to weigh in on this. Um, uh, West Wright has dropped in. I guess West Wright. In fact, West Wright. I said, man, where are you from? You from Harlem? Where are you from, Wes? I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, man. Shit, God bless you, brother. That's you. Man, because Cincinnati is rough, man. How'd you? How'd they let you get out? <laughs> uh, you escaped, you escaped Cincinnati. How'd you escape Cincinnati? 
<laughs> and uh, also uh, another friend of the show, um, Theo, Theo Harris. Yeah, Theo Harris has come by. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's kind of often you just kind of ambling around, and right then you just kind of sort of. Kinda, so, you so, can so, kind of say that. Uh, I'm actually a friend of Jamal. We actually went to law school right. together. He's a uh, ringer. He's a ringer. He's a ring. I know. Okay. Right. <laughs> to be honest, but let, but let me let me ask you. Let me start with you, uh, Wes. You're, you're you're 22 years old. Yes, I think sir, you may be the youngest person on this panel. Um, but but what do you what what do you think of um, of the whole Colin Kaepernick issue? First of all, I imagine you're an NFL football fan, right? Of course, of course, yeah. So you're Bengal fan, okay. <laughs> Bengal fan. Okay. But are you a damn? What's the what's the quarterback's name? Dalton. Andy Dalton. Are you are you an Andy Dalton fan? No comment. Yeah. Had <laughs> <laughs> a ride with him. I yeah, while he's here, while he's there. What do, but what now, do? let's see. If, if it was Andy Dalton took a knee, you said, get the bomb out of here so we can put in his substitute. <laughs> <laughs> Any excuse. Right? But, but seriously, uh, was, what, what, do you, what do you think of the, uh, you know, the, of the uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick and what he's doing? Um, I'm all with it. Um, he's sitting down for injustices in the nation, you know. Um, people out here are getting – treated unfairly um and i feel like i'm with the protests um he's not sitting down against you know veterans or patriotism he's sitting down for the unjust things that are going on in america well let me ask you a question before we took the break we we're talking about patriotism because we're always talking about this oh patriotic not patriotic what the hell does it mean i mean what when i say uh west you're really patriotic what does that mean what does patriotism mean to you Patriotism means to me, like, just appreciation for where we are as a as a country. Um, just. When yeah. you beat up the table like that, you hear, you hear, you hear. They like, we beat you up. No, but, but what does patriotism mean? Does that mean when you, when, okay, do you consider yourself a patriotic person? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now see, that's the difference between right. doing doing it from chocolate and doing it down the street. Right, in Wall Street. At, at, that's at, the difference at, between being at, on Wall Street oh, and Oh, first I'm patriotic. What do you mean here? <laughs> Jesus, right. No, but but, but, but no, but so do you consider yourself a patriotic person? I would consider myself I, Yeah, I I would I would consider myself a patriotic person but for what he's standing for I feel like he's standing more for of a of a black power you know he's he's standing for the minorities of the country and it's just like it's hard to be a patriot of a country that is treating not everybody you know as a as a whole and it's right. just like it's, it's multiple examples of this every day, all day. Just for example, the uh, it was a guy, white guy, who raped. A, I mean, who um, molested a raped. A, You're right, yeah, the first time, yeah. Raped a, a three, four year old, and mm. he didn't go to prison because oh, it would have been too hard on him. Now, if it was me. <laughs> I'm in prison 30 years and At then least. I got to come out and register as a sex offender and blah 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 so it's like no I, I'm i behind him 100% and for me to be able to say that I am patriotic would almost be sort of 
I don't want to say bias in a way, but it it would be for me, I guess. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Theo, what do you, what do you think? I mean, again, now now that we know you're a ringer and you're a law, <laughs> you know, you're actually a lawyer. But but seriously, that well, might um, be a bad thing, but <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> depends on which side of the table. Right? <laughs> yeah, but but um, again, same thing. You know, Wes was talking about. He was really when I asked him because it was patriotic. You can, you have to stop, and I and I swear, most you know, a lot of people would. Well, anyway, what do you think? I mean, a, what do you think of the Kaepernick situation? Okay, first of all, that that let's let's start there. Uh, well, I believe he's a patriot because of my definition of being a patriot means believing in the ideal, the, you know, the, 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 the fight for the perfection and the fact of the matter that he's, he's, he's not doing the Pledge of Allegiance or uh, singing the, uh, the national anthem. He's, he's saying that that's an ideal that we're not, that we're not, uh, that we're not reaching. Um, that, you know, that there's a possibility that, that one day we may be able to get to that, 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 uh, that level, but we're not there yet. Hmm. And so, so it's an acknowledgement that, that that's, you know, it, it is what it means, but we're just, we're falling short. You know, I mean, you, you bring up a great, a, a great point. I think that a lot of us feel, I, I believe in the ideal, but that's why, I mean, the, 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 the ideals that this nation was founded on are so high. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and the problem is that we do a lot of stuff in the name of that idea. Sure. We take over a lot of stuff. We invade a lot of nations mm-hmm. under the name of this, uh, under the name of democracy. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's that okay. If this is the idea, we are going to kick your ass in terms of protest, demonstration. Right. You know, to to to. It's it's like a coach. It's like a coach who has a team that's under. Um, what do you call it? Um, under um, performing yes. right. or or you have a lot more potential than you're showing Absolutely. and I'm going to really be hard on you because right. I want to bring up I want you to live up to that ideal to me that's why you know uh, the other day I was talking about my grandfather uh, he, he, he registered for the first time for eight, in, eight, in 1894 and he registered eight times after that mm. before getting his discharge as a sergeant in 1917 now you think about that. He had no reason to fight. I mean, if you really look at it, in 19, he had no reason to fight. But not only did he fight, but he re-registered and registered and registered, not knowing that there'd ever be uh, a heck a black commander in chief or a black. He had no idea of that. But I think that there was this ideal that he was that he said, "Okay, I'm going to fight for the ideal, not for what is, but for what we can, you know, become." And I, I think it was out of necessity as well, because considering that the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, if he can make your life better to, to, to or those that came after him, he has to he has to participate. He has to stay within the and, and hope that we could reach that ideal one day, um, you know, and it's an ideal. That means that it's it's hard to reach. It's like right. you may never reach that perfection, but. Right. Ultimately, it's something that we should all strive to, to reach and be honest when we, you know, we're falling, we're falling really short. And that's what Cap is really saying. We're falling short. And the honesty, you bring up a, a, a great point in that the honesty. And I think that's one of the things right. that the country, right. we really have a problem with being honest because even to look at our history, because our history is so painful. And the whole idea of a democracy being, uh, being built on the backs of, you know, 50 million slaves is just a horrible irony 
that we really haven't come to grips with. So it was rather this well, okay, let's just, let's just skip over that. Let's just skip into 1965. You know, well, that wasn't a great year either. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, we, we're joined, like I said, we have lines around the block of people <laughs> who are like, you know, because this is such this is, uh, this is, uh, a heck of an issue. We're joined by N.Y. Whitaker. Die. Die. Oh, no, oh I'm sorry. You just, oh, because you could have N.Y.E. I just saw N.Y. It's spelled N.Y. But, but Nye. That's but I thought name. it was like, like a Nick, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, I was like, do we? Anyway, we're joined by Nye, Nye Whitaker, who is a candidate uh, for the September Democratic primary, which is actually flows into something that uh, Theo is going to talk about a little later. But let me, let me ask you something. You're, 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 you're a candidate yeah. in September. Before, what do you th- are you an NFL fan? I am a huge sports fan. Oh. NFL, NBA, oh. tennis right now, U.S. Open. Right? Right. So oh, Serena, Serena, Serena just crushed. The Olympics, I right. was addicted you know, to TV for, uh, what, 20 days? So. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. What do you think of the national anthem? I was going to ask this question. If you watch the Olympics, every time somebody wins a gold medal from anywhere, they play that country's national anthem, which to me, you politicize an event. If you start an event by playing the national anthem, by definition, it's political. Um, but yet, did your did your chest swell with pride when when the Americans won the Olympics and they played the Star Spangled Banner and they you know everybody looked and they were crying? Did you did you get emotional? Um, I was emotional only because I was watching it with my son, who's 14 and he's an athlete. He plays basketball as well as soccer, um, and we were amazed at the number of people of color who meddled. Um, right. I actually have a young girl from the high school that I went to, Leah Neal, who's from the neighborhood. Right, uh, right, right, right. She meddled in swimming, um, you know, both last time and this time. Uh, my high school had 19 girls medal uh, from our school across the country. It's our sister school is kind of the Sacred Heart. Shout out. Um, <laughs> but I was watching with my son um, in this moment, you know, in the moment of being able to have an African-American male as the president in Barack Obama, being able to be in a time where we have Hillary Clinton, a woman who has the possibility of being the first woman, you know, president of our country, and then being able to see the diversity of people um, that were winning and meddling, not just from America, but from all around the world this year. I mean, I love Usain Bolt and right. what he brings and what he represents for his country. Um, there was the refugee who won in swimming, right. right, who saved her people, you know, on a boat and was able to come and participate in the Olympics. I mean, there was just story after story. There was a beautiful Muslim woman in her, you know, covered in her religious garments and her cultural garments, fencing, right? A woman in fencing, kicking butt. Uh, (laughs) So I was there swelling with pride. It had nothing to do with the anthem, but just the beautiful diversity and the talent of people who, in another place and time, may never have had that opportunity. So so what about the anthem? What what does the anthem mean to you? And first, first, what do you think about the Kaepernick situation? So I'm all for um, quiet, respective, civil disobedience, right? I believe in that, and I believe it's needed. And I think that people can protest in, in all sorts of ways. I think that because of the millions of people who watch sports, it is the perfect platform. Last December, I remember Christmas time, NBA ran an anti-gun violence ad. A lot of people right. didn't think about it, didn't pay attention to it. I wish it would show every time there was a game, right? But I think, you know, they came out with shirts. And you've seen, uh, you know, people, you know, protest quietly. Civil disobedience, I think, is, is a very respectful way to say that we believe in a vision of, the, of this country that has not yet happened. Right. But it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Right. And we believe in that vision. Right. I mean, the, the national anthem to me, and I think you touched on it, it's 
to me, I don't look. I never looked at the national anthem as something for the troops or even about war or or anything. I I, I looked at it as it was mine also. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is my country's national anthem. So I have as much a right as anybody to to protest, you know, using it, and, and that's what it, that's basically what it's for. And I think we can't let other people, you know, try to take ownership of of everything. You know, it's like. Oh, you know, you're not allowed to to protest this anthem because it's basically they're saying it's not yours. You know, and that's 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 part of the reason why I brought up this whole thing about my grandfather because, you know, when my father passed away, my father was in the Navy, and I found those papers, and I said, wait a minute, let's see. Now, my grandfather enlisted in the first time in 1894. He was probably 22 years old, which means he was probably born whatever, which means his parents were probably like born 1850 something and all that, and then his so I'm thinking, wait a minute. And I told my daughter this, we were here, our families were, was here when, before other, other, immigrants. other immigrants even thought about coming here. You know, I mean, some of the first Africans came here in the 17th century. And I think, like you were saying, well, too many of our kids don't understand that we're not visitors here. Are you kidding me? Right. We're, we're like, it was like the pilgrims, the Native Americans, us. Right. You know, right. the, we are the core, the core three, or the core four. We've been here. And we were part of the invention of this nation. I mean, that's why if you go to China or you go to almost any place, what, what music are they listening to? Mm-hmm. They're listening to our music. They're following our clothes. They're following our style because we understand the whole American thing better than anybody. We are so American. Let me ask you a question, Nye. <laughs> what, what are you running for? You said so you're, you're, you're a candidate. Now, listen. Don't go on. No. <laughs> He's a candidate. But what are you running for? I think it should be for? short and simple. No, 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 but not so short. I'm running for state committee woman in the 68th Assembly District, which represents um, all of East Harlem, El Barrio, a section of Central Harlem, and a section of the Upper East Side. State committee uh, member is pretty much, there's male and female, so going back to how our com- country is, right, we came to a point where we realized we needed to have laws that guaranteed a voice for women at the table in politics. Um, It's the grassroots representative to the New York State Senate and State Assembly, and you're supposed to act as a liaison and an advocate and an activist for your community to make sure the people in Albany pay attention to the resources and the needs of your constituents. How is your your candidacy going? How how are things going? I think it's going very well. (laughs) I got a week to go. The vote is, you know, a week from Tuesday, and I think it's just important because I speak to so many people who, A, don't realize that there's a September primary that they need to pay attention to, and all politics is local. Everyone comes out for the presidential nomination, and I think that that's very important, but then they don't understand sometimes where their schools don't have the funding that they need, or they're getting reductions in affordable housing, or they've gotta pay higher taxes, or the trash isn't getting collected, and they don't realize that those are local level decisions that they need to come out and vote for that. And I think the other thing that's um, you know really important is that there are grassroots seats. These are elected volunteer unpaid seats, and mm-hmm. they're made so that everyday people, residents, you know, can have a voice at the local political arena and can inform the policy. Um, and I think that it's important that everybody knows about it, that these positions exist, that they come out and vote and support, you know, whoever their best candidate is. Are you, are you a New Yorker? I'm born and raised in East Harlem, El Barrio, 41 years and counting. Oh, wow. God bless you. And who are you, uh, who's your team? 
which team and which sport? Just, just let's start. Okay, so my son, um, I will tell you, is a huge Golden State fan. We love uh, Curry, and so Front that would definitely be uh, <laughs> my team. I don't care what anyone says. I'm a huge Curry fan. Uh, took my son for Christmas to go see uh, Curry. Um, but I have to say also, my name is Nye, and regardless of how well the team is doing, I will go down with the Knicks <laughs> and the Yankees um, to the bitter end. Jets or Giants? Um, hmm. That is a tricky one. Well, yeah. Because, well, well, I have to say both. Oh, well, how could you be oh both? I, I have to say both. She's a See, this politician. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. Because I've had, you know, amazing players that I follow that have been on one team or the other. And sometimes I like to say I follow the player, not so much no, the that team makes sense. the journey that the player is on. Do we so. let her get away with this? <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, these are two. Sound like a fantasy Jets. football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Answers, so I'll That's take right. that. That's right. Two Jets fans and two Mets fans. I, I <laughs> right. hear you. I hear you. But you're, it's you're all good. It's all good. <laughs> so why the Yankees over the Mets? Um, I love the Mets. I was. A, I'm a huge. Like I said, I love She's all uptown. the Yankees. She's uptown. She's uptown. Right. I was. I was going die hard last year when the the Mets were oh, making it all the way to the final. How hard is that? So you love both teams. But as I like to say, it was a New York team. I'm a Patriots fan. The next New York. No. Yeah, I won't go there. I won't go there now. Mm -mm. But I will say, if, if my team isn't in, right, and it's New York or somewhere nearby, I got to go for the next team and make sure that they're carrying it. And I love the underdog. And the Mets are the underdog. <laughs> the Mets but, are definitely the but, underdog, but, that's for sure. But I have to say, um, I work on a lot of projects with the Yankees, and they're very generous to right. the programs that right. I work with. And so you can't hate on them. I have a, I have a <laughs> special place in my, my heart for uh, them because of that. Right. But a sports fan, that's the key. A, sports, a New York sports fan. <laughs> Theo, who, who just, we didn't ask you, but who, uh, what, what team are you? Oh, I'm the traditionalist. I'm the Yankees, Giants, Knicks, Rangers. Oh, Rangers, too. Mm -hmm. well, we don't talk that much about hockey. Okay. Yeah, but I, we will. I, I, I fell in love with it we one year. We yeah. talked about the Islanders a little bit. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. We have some other teams. What about the Red Bulls? Uh, true. true. Red, yeah, the Red Bulls. Really They're in New Jersey. That's like tough sell. And the Liberty. New York City the Football Liberty. Club. Oh, Liberty. Liberty. The Liberty. Sure. We actually were very active right. with the Liberty uh, right. last season. Had a couple of people on the show. Let me ask you one thing, uh, uh, Nye, before we, uh, you know, let you go. You let us go. Um, we we talked a lot about patriotism. It was very interesting when we asked Wes Wright from Cincinnati, who's I guess he's driving back to Cincinnati <laughs> now. Um, we asked him, did he consider himself patriotic? Mm -hmm. And it really stumped him because he really had to. Think about it. So I, I guess I ask you the same question. Do you consider yourself uh, a, a patriotic person? But what does patriotism mean to you? I think that it is patriotic of us um, to call into question when our government isn't being responsive to the needs um, or the humanity of all of the members of our country. I think the first patriots were people who were calling into question what the government was doing and how it was treating them and decided to make a constitution to create a better world for everyone, right? right. And the amendments that have been made to the constitution were to make it a more inclusive and equitable country. And we go around, as you say, to other places and we call them, we call into question how their governments deals with human rights and women's rights inequality. And I think, um, it would be unpatriotic not to protest, right, especially so if we're doing it in a civil, respectful um, way. So and you so consider yourself I a patriot? Am a, I am a patriot, and I think that we should be fully participant, uh, full participants in our political process, because that would also be patriotic. Because if we voted more, we would have a greater say, and we could change the entire conversation. Do you do you think that Kaepernick should have an end game? People have been asking, um, what's sort of the end game? Where is this going? Do you think that he should have an answer to that? That there should be an end game? 
I think sometimes um, when someone is moved to, to take an action, they don't have a bigger vision or a bigger picture. Just the awareness and the conversations that have started, I think, um, have been very impactful. And I wouldn't want to scare him away for something that he did in the moment by right. putting some sort of package or you know program uh, right. to it. I think if he made a donation to make sure that kids were taught civics in school once again and knew what their rights were and the importance of their vote and their voting rights and getting involved, um, just making a suggestion that that might be a good way to spend some of his um, earnings. Right. But other than that, I think just the protest and just what he did, I, I would just say we need to just appreciate that at, in and of itself. Um, our guest, well, we got a lot of guests now, <laughs> but this is Nye Whitaker. Uh, could you just, again, tell everybody, because I think it's really important, uh, about what you're running for, but also about when when we're voting, because I think that a lot of people aren't, you know, they, what, I, this is a vote, you know. So I'm going to remind everyone, um, in New York State, uh, excuse me, there's a New York State Democratic primary on Tuesday, September 13th. The polls are open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, on the ballot uh, will be uh, judge seats, which is very important in terms of deciding what happens in housing court and criminal court and civil court. Um, there will also be state committee races, and depending on where you are, there may be a Senate um, or an assembly seat race. Um, in addition, um, I also remind everybody about November 8th, right, a presidential um, election. That's very important. We need to hashtag vote out hate. We need to hashtag vote Harlem. And we need to right. hashtag vote in hope. And I'm just going to tell you one little quick story. Uh, my son, during uh, the 2012 election, registered his father, hmm. who is a basketball coach, to vote for the first time at 48 years. And my son was 12. Right. So wow. I just want to remind you of the power of the vote and the power of being engaged and, and, and how I, that can help change the world. And, and voting, obviously, a huge issue. And, and you know, you have people on, on the, you know, speaking, we, we talked about Trump a little bit before, but... Who? Uh, you know... Historically, he who must not be named. Right, <laughs> but historically, the Republicans have been pretty active in trying to suppress the vote throughout the country, and even more so down south. Um, and in the federal courts, just reversed a big North Carolina uh, law that they tried to pass. And, and Theo actually uh, brought you out here to talk to people about, um, you know, voting. What what you guys are preaching as far as voting rights goes, and and maybe steps that people need to take or what what they need to look out for. Well, first off, uh, thanks, Jamal. Um, I'm a part of a group called uh, the New York Democratic Lawyers Council. Actually, what we are is a group of volunteer lawyers that work with the Democratic Party in New York on issues of uh, voter protection. That's stopping from stopping suppression, like you said, as well as harassment, as well as um, just pushing for positive voting laws. The, our ultimate goal is to make it make it easier. And, uh, and accessible for, for as many people to vote as possible. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's this country is a little backward in the way of, you know, of how difficult we make it for folks to actually to, to register and to vote. Uh, right. It's actually pretty shameful right. to a certain, certain, certain extent. And, and to be honest with you, it, it's, it's built into our DNA and our history. That's the reason why it, a lot of it happens that way. So... My my goal as a, a volunteer lawyer is to actually educate as many folks as possible on, on what their voting rights is inside and outside the poll, as well as trying to bring as many people in the process as possible. 
What are some of the, you know, just a one or two specific things that you guys do or that you find yourself having to explain to people in terms of their voting rights? Uh, my committee is called the Minority Voting Rights Committee of, of our group, and we are more of like the grassroots type of uh, approach. So what we do is we register voters. We do right. a lot of voter registration right. drives. Um, and when I say voter registration, I include education with that. You can't just register somebody and you know and not explain to them what you know what they what they're getting into and you know what rights they have immediately once they once they register to vote. And another thing we do is we try to stay with those folks to make sure that the process they go through the entire process and we kind of try to dis- demystify the process for them. Right. Uh, other stuff we do is we uh, we advocate for like I said positive voting laws. Where you know in New York. We, we, we're pushing for early voting, um, right. uh, online voting, uh, uh, to uh, make parolee voting. Uh, like one, of the, mm. one of the issues, um, uh, folks that are, have felonies uh, that are out on the street, most of them don't realize that you know, if their sentence is done, they, they can vote. However, right. there's, a, there's a catch-all where there's, if you're on parole, you know, even though you're out, you're out in the street, you still can't, you still can't vote or register to vote. Mm. And we believe that eventually, you know, the ideal, like, like we say, the ideal is you never lose your, your voting right. rights. Right. Right. But at the very least, you, you know, if you do your sentence and, and, you're, and you're deemed enough to come back out into society, you should get all the rights back that you right. should have in society. No question. Yeah. Everybody, uh, we'll, um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about two things. Uh, We're going to ask, number one, should the national anthem, uh, should we stop playing the national anthem at these football games? And also to kind of pick up on something that that Theo uh, Harris was talking about is, you know, Kaepernick and athletes are talking about, about, um, about an issue. We've seen what athletes can do with their visibility. What about if part of the campaign for athletes is to really get everybody to come out to vote? Now, as effective as this flag issue has been, what happens if, if it would be equally effective if they started making a big deal in a dramatic way about people registering and voting? Right. You know, because it's, the flag issue clearly is sexy and it's kind of, yeah, we could. I think that the same people, a Kaepernick or Russell Wilson, for example, could make a campaign out of voting, young people voting and it's important in this election to vote so we could talk about that when we come back bill roden on sports we're here with jamal murphy we're here with kyle dudley of course theo harris and uh our politicians left but but uh they thank nye whitaker for you know i think that was very enlightening and uh west wright who bravely is going back to cincinnati and uh, uh we'll be back in just two minutes Welcome back to Harlem, USA. Chocolate, home of home of uh, grits and shrimp and grits. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you know, before before the break, uh, you know, we're here with uh, um, Theo Harris and of course uh, Kyle Dudley and 
my co-host, Jamal Murphy, um, Bill Roten on sports. But listen, we asked the question. I thought I've been thinking about this for a long time, not just today. But, you know, I mean, the national anthem sort of – I've stood for a lot of them. You know, I've been doing this stuff since for a long time. Sometimes I stand – then it depends on who gets murdered that week, who right. the police kill, right. how pissed off I am. But, you know, I'll never just sit down. I mean, you walk out. I'll be right. in the back or I'll be downstairs. I just won't be there. Then I'll kind of come back when it's all over. But what do you guys think um, about just not playing the national anthem uh, um, before a game? I mean, you know, Kyle, you you've, as a player and now as a coach, I mean, like you said, you've been standing – at attention for years. What would you what do you think about not not having the national anthem as sort of as a game starter? Yeah, I mean it, it's always been part of the introduction at basketball, football. I mean, again, we we play it for every game of of, of ours, uh, both home and on the road. Um, but do we need to have it? No, I, I mean I, I don't think so. And I think you know the the, the game will go on and. It will. Everything will be fine, and we don't need to play the national anthem before before our sporting before sporting events. I, no, I don't think we need to do it. Uh, I mean, I just can't imagine it not being there. I mean, you know, I've been a sports fan since you know I could ever remember doing anything, and uh, it's just part of the game. I think, and if I think it's part of the game, imagine what you know the people who are so mad at Colin Kaepernick think. Um, and in, and in fact, based on what's happening now, I think it's probably a good thing if it's if it's a place where it can create protest in the future. If people, if this thing really does continue the way it, the way it is now, where people are kneeling uh, during the during the uh, national anthem and can express some sort of protest, uh, it might be a good thing moving forward. And, and, and I would want to keep it. Hmm. What, what, do you, what do you think? I kind of agree with Jamal. Yeah. Um, actually, they. Again, going on back with the ideal type of thing is like in the, the aspiration to actually reach. You know, I I, I, be, I believe that it's, it's educational to actually. You know, I, first off, I to do we can do without it. Obviously, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Obviously, but I you know I don't have a problem with it. And and again, I don't think it's it's a bad thing because you know it's the words and the the, the verse that was cut out. Thank God. <laughs> the, the verses that we use is an ideal. It's like it's something that you know we're 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 trying to strive to reach. And a lot of times, you know, people are hypocrites. They use it to, to say, okay, all right, this is this shows that I'm a true American. When you're not, you know, you you know you don't you don't you don't follow those ideals. You you, you sing them and you and also we you know especially with the military thing, the military angle. It's like you know there there's so many homeless veterans and 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 folks that are suffering that that we you know we neglect and, uh, and you know you have those folks that believe like okay I sing the national anthem but so I'm respecting them right and, right right it's and a that's, joke that's, that's part of the history that, that's part yeah. of hypocrisy though yeah. that, that's what I mean, I'm saying and and what, like I said earlier on the show that's sort of what I thought I was doing and just listening to a lot of the veterans who have spoke out on this I've I've kind of had to change my stance on that where you can sit or kneel for the anthem and not and still be pro-military you you, you can do both right, right. Uh, the, the other thing too is uh what what about number number one i think we do without it 
In fact, I'd, right. I'd love to do without it. And it has nothing to do with uh, with, with um, patriotism, not any of that. It just has to do with it's just unnecessary. And it's an unnecessary, it has become an unnecessary lightning rod. And I think, Jamal, you're right in that. Okay, now, now when we listen to it, now people are probably li- listening. Um, speaking of brawling here, uh, uh, you know, I think that um, – you're right. People are probably going to like listen to each word. They're going to think about it because I think a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people don't even think about what they're saying. They just, you know, they just say stuff. They don't even think about it. Right. Like remember, well, you guys may be a little young, but we used to always have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Right. You know, I think one day, Kevin, we're going to play with the reverb on this, what we say, liberty and justice, justice for all. But then you think about it, you say, wait a minute, what the hell did I just say? And that was, I went to Catholic school early on, and we had these catechism class. Who made you? God made me. Why did God make you? Because he loved I mean, you just right. saying, and if you didn't get the answer right, you got your knuckle slapped, you know. Right. And I and I just that's the whole about critical thinking. As you grow older, you say, wait a minute, what is and even now? I mean, to, no, no matter what denomination you are, you'll read like if you read uh, the Nicene Creed or, or, you know, ascending into heaven, sitting at the right hand, of, you know. And do I take this literally, or do I? I mean, what, where are we going with this? You know. So, um, I think. Personally, I could do without it. I mean, now, I do think, that as, as, as a tac- practical matter, I use the national anthem to judge how late I am for the game. <laughs> yeah, I, said, I just got to get there before she finishes your... Right. Uh, you know, a, lot, a lot of times, great talent singing, you know, Whitney yeah, Houston yeah. and... Uh, all the Jackson. You know, all the, yeah, the top, yeah. The top uh, singers ever in the, in the country. You know, it becomes part of part of the... The intrigue of the game sometimes. Right. Recording, CBS recording star, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Woo, yeah. You get like your Carl Lewis and. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I just, Carl Lewis, I just, I just hope that I, I really like this. The more and more I think about this, the protesting during the anthem, I think. I, th- I think it needs to be done in some way. And, may- and maybe they'll get rid of it then. If everybody starts protesting, people <laughs> that's what it might be. Protesting everything. Okay, now this they're protesting. This, now they're protesting. Right. Every- everybody's either kneeling down or laying down. Some right. people like are putting their fists up in support. Right. You know, I mean, it could be like a complete Chinese, well, I shouldn't yeah. say it. It could be a complete chaos. Right, right. And, I, and I've been, you know, I'm, I'm in this, I'm at many games, I'm in the stands when, when the when the anthem plays and many and I've thought about it many times when the anthem is playing and I'm like I see everybody getting up and I'm like really I'm standing up for this and, right. and someone someone just got shot in the street and right. I'm just like but I'll I'll stand out of just just to you know not create any conflict oh even because, well I see you know <laughs> come on Jamal. No, I know up, I know step I know up to the plate. I know that's why I got to give it to Cap because you know I've been in that situation and stood up. Right. So well, he was at least he was on the field, right? Surrounded by like te- you know team. He wasn't like in, in right. section eight. I mean, I could have sat. I'm not really you know I'm not really worried about somebody doing something to me, but it, but it could be it's an issue. You're still going to get into some sort of fight. Do I need this right, right. now? That type. And of thing. then remember, even at Yankee Stadium, they'll stop and they'll play. You know, God bless America. And I've heard there have been fights yeah, where people you know, they'll say. 
now stand up, take out your, take off your hat. Yeah, you don't take off your hat. People want to say something. Come on, buddy, what's wrong with you? And trust me, <laughs> right. trust me now. Everybody's drunk, right? Like, yeah, what a joke. Yeah, you know yeah, about the six. Everybody's <laughs> lathered up, you know. They were, and not only that, then the irony: you go back in the where they're selling concessions. People are drinking beer. There's a yeah. long line to the back. You know what I mean? It's, it's not fruit fries. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like people are like everywhere you go it's like frozen. You know, they, right. you know, you know. I mean, come on, man, give me now, uh, the second thing that we had talked about too is, you know, what Kaepernick proved is that athletes really do have a tremendous podium when they try to use it. What about using it to get young people to vote? Do you think that could be as as effective? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be great. Um, you know, it sort of reminds me back to 2004 when um, P. Diddy was very active with his vote or die campaign, and um, and that gained a lot of steam on a national um, sense. And, you know, I, I think that if a lot of, yeah, like NBA players, NFL players, um, MLB, I mean, every sport, we need to go out and vote. Yeah. Go out and vote, and not just for the presidential election, but for Congress and judges and everything. Go out and vote, and it, it needs to happen soon because, as we just learned, there's a primary next week. <laughs> I know, right, right, that what I didn't, that I didn't know about either. <laughs> so wow, get really? out and vote. Right. I know. Yeah, but maybe that's the the the, the um, good side. I mean, the athletes do have a, a very, for better or for worse, because of what sports has become, they've got a tremendous podium, uh, and uh, you know, it, it you know. Uh, Learn how to read and stuff like right, that. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I, I would love I would love to see them uh, see a get out the vote campaign, but because I mean NFL players are huge, NBA players are huge. These and kids actually listen, you know, and not just kids. I mean, people their own yeah. age, adults, yeah, adults listen to them. And you know, it's, you're not you're not coming out. You don't have to come out for any uh, specific party. I mean, it could be Tom Brady, a, a known Trump supporter, mm. uh, you know, also helping to get out the vote. Mm. But the more people that vote the better it is for, the, the obviously, the majority of people. Right. And the people we talked about before suppressing the vote, that they feel that's the only way they can win if uh, if, if right. the majority of people don't, don't vote. vote. So, the, yes, get please, NFL players, NBA players, WNBA players, uh, get out the vote campaign would be great. That's right. Hey, listen, we'd like to uh, thank our many, many, many guests, but Kyle Dudley, thanks for uh, – Taking time out of your busy ske- recruiting schedule because you know that's you know <laughs> right. well they get it done well that's with the recruiter division two one two three man that's their whole life blood is convincing people to go to their school you know they say, well coach can I protest whatever one of your top recruits like, coach can I protest yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> anything you know tw- how many of you here's here's uh, here's a you know yeah. what, what do you whatever what do you want to do come just come to the school just come to our school <laughs> and then when you get there uh, nah, no no sorry son you know we were just playing <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, yeah. well, well thanks for having me uh, you know Bill and Jamal thank you very much and I'm just really just excited to see how much further this movement's gonna go how many more players may join. Colin Kaepernick um, and how many in you know across the different sports and it's men and women now and I'm just interested interested to see you know h- how far this goes and, and where it where it ends up and you know in a few weeks a few months um, you know if we're still talking about it we'll be looking at Middlebury too right yeah I'll be, I'll be watching when you guys in, in New York State let me know <laughs> That's right. hey uh, Theo Harris thank yes. you very much for stopping by that. Yes, and, thank uh, you that was great Jamal, as usual, thank you very much. 
you know, was, you know, keep on grinding, Amen. man. Keep on grinding. Coming up on episode 100 soon. Soon. And what should people do? They should. Uh, oh, they, you know, they got to check us out. Uh, follow us at Bros Pod on Twitter and Instagram and uh, the Bros Pod page on Facebook. Um, if you're listening, uh, when, once you download the show, please uh, comment on the show, rate the show. And all that good stuff on iTunes and SoundCloud. We need we need uh, recruits. Of course, now you know, are, are new to our staff, new to our team is a great Raisa Kelly, who's our, our social media person, who's going to be getting us to 175. There she is, 175k uh, in no time at all. Uh, but we'd like to thank Raisa for being here today, and of course, uh, Young, the great Professor Young. Thank you very much for, you know, sharing your wisdom. And uh, Kevin in the house. Kevin, thank you so much for uh, keeping the sound up to par. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, downloading, and, um, you know, paying attention. We love you. God bless. And we will see you next week on another edition of Bill Roten on Sports here in Harlem, USA. Oh, thank you to Leon Ellis, owner of Chocolat. And also follow you on Twitter at WC Roden. Yeah, WC Roden. On Twitter, follow me at Blackatologist. Keep the discussion going. Also, you can can contact us at uh, brospod at uh, gmail.com. Brospod at gmail.com. B-R-O-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Hit us up. That's right. All right, everybody. See you later on. God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.